Wake up, Lincoln. Come on, it's 6 o'clock. Rise and shine. Rise and shine. It's time for Early Break with Sip and Jake. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Coppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Here's 93.7 at tickets, Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake. Sponsored by Gaina Trucking. There we go. Welcome back to Hour 2 on a Tuesday. Steve Sipple, Jake Swanson, early break, fun show so far. Just got the podcast at theticketfm.com. Always glad to have Coach Bill Bush with us again in the studio. We'll be here for the full week, right? Correct. The Hopefully. whole week. The whole week. We believe the whole week. Why not? Great. I'm, I'm, I'm all so for it. I'm good. We're doing it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, of course we're doing it. We're doing it big. Thanks. And thank you to... Go Thank ahead, you again Jake. to Jake Sittner and Lori Knapp coming in here, uh, telling the story about Lori's just incredible bout with cancer and, and fighting through that. Fought yeah. it. Fighting she attacked. Lori attacked it. Thanks to yeah. Jake. A lot of curiosity and a lot of grit. It was very impressive. Oh my God, that's amazing. Yes, it's a lot of tough people in this world. I know. Got a lot of tough. People. She kept, you know, and I and I don't. I mean, the fact she kept working is amazing to me. I've never felt 12, like, you know, pain. You always wonder about pain 1 to 10. Mm. I've never 12. probably got, I've never probably been in an instance where I got over 8, and she was at 12. That's extreme. I have a friend who got in a head-on car accident. She survived it. But she said, I mean, she broke a, a tons of bones, and she, and she would always talk about how she was in such pain she was seeing things. And I just Oof. never, I've never. good. I've never experienced that. So Lori's story was that was incredible. That yeah, was incredible. Yeah, thank, yeah, thank you. Great for to have that. that story. Yeah, um, thanks, Jake. Yeah. So I, I want to discuss something that we've been talking a lot about on this show over the past couple of years, and it's regarding the Big Ten. It's regarding a monster in the Big Ten. That's Ohio State. That Michigan has caught the last two years. Michigan Absolutely. Has, you know, has surpassed them, has won the conference two years in a row, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, Jim Harbaugh staying at Michigan. Has, has flirted with the NFL. He's staying at Michigan. And my question is to you, Bill and, and Sip, is, is can anyone else besides Michigan give Ohio State a consistent push going forward? Can a team from the West, before this, this changes in 2024 and we, whatever happens in the divisions with the USC, UCLA coming in, can anybody besides Michigan – Give Ohio State. A well, push. how about overtake them? Yeah, can they overtake them? Is it possible? Uh, everything's possible. Absolutely, everything is possible. Difficult, yes, but it is possible uh, with with several things that that go into it. You know, an advantage that you know the, the Ohio State has, and and more so than Michigan has, is just the in-state talent in, in Ohio is much higher than Michigan. It's not even close. If you just it's not even close. Not even Jake. close. If you look I at the, say at that, the states, tell, I tell that to you all know, the time. I know. It's not even close in that area, so they have to do more work. But you know, obviously, I, I you know I was with Urban Meyer at Ohio State uh, for a year, and to be on the inside is that they do recruit at a very high level, which means the constant pursuit of the of the great player and who they're going after and what they're doing, and they go out and get some of those players that are, you know, from California. They've they they have branched into some a few areas in Florida where they're comfortable with to be able to go be able to get those. Uh, 
extra players from those spots. They just they've done a great job with it. They really have. They've done a great job with it. But the in-state talent helps a lot. That's why what Michigan done in my mm-hmm. mind is better, uh, because within the last two years, just because of when you say in-state talent, and the difference of that is, is that give you an example. Go back to Ed Ogeron at LSU. Is that no matter what happened, I was told this on the first day I walked in. If you have a player and he's committed, he's they'll, they'll take his commitment or whatever. If he doesn't come to camp, he's out. And when I was there for those four years, whatever it was that we signed 99 guys and only one guy didn't come to camp and he ended up starting for us as a true freshman because he was so good. And there was a, there was a and actually was a recruit of mine from from Salt Lake City. But if you didn't come to camp, camp. What, what, what do you mean camp? Didn't come to camp in the summer. Summer camp. Yeah, so if you're committed. Summer camp. If you didn't come and compete and let us coach you, okay. he wanted nothing to do with it. He would, And so there would be this big board up there, and he'd be like, a, we had, we'd have these three or four big days of, of camp. He'd go through the list right there. Hey, Bill, here's our top nine safeties. Is he coming? <laughs> and you had to tell him if he's yeah. coming. And all of a sudden, on Monday, uh, Coach, he had car problems. He'd just grab him and throw him off the <laughs> list and be like, no, Get their butts to camp. Wow. So you get to evaluate camp. them. I have to evaluate them and be able to do that. Well, what's easier for us in the state in the state of Louisiana was those kids came to camp usually several times, and also we saw them all the time. Well, when you're recruiting from distance, yeah, and you don't get to have them in in into camp, and they don't show up as much, or you don't get to see them as often, where they come by every single game. So that's a big difference for oh. us. It's like Nebraska. That's hard because within, of distance. Because of distance to be able to get those kids there. So you're usually around them a lot, and then you get to see them more on the field, and you get to coach them. And give an example at at, uh, at LSU. So when it'd be these certain camps you have like that, all the why so Jamar Chase. And all the all the wide receivers and all the DBs showed up at eleven fifteen because that was camp one on ones, and the DBs would line one side the the current players and and then the current players up on on the offense of their side that and it would be a competition and so you, you kind of find out who wanted to jump up into it and see how they could play it it was the same way O line D line they do one on ones and it was and it was it was heated and so you got a chance to coach them and and and, and just and we would really 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 grind on them to see if they could handle handle it just like that so you got more knowledge of them so that always is a big difference how many in-person contacts you have with them and how many in-person times you get to see them on the field to be able to do something you know what old chris is doing at the baldwin shop right what's he doing he's he's nodding and saying see this is why the south the warm weather places Mm. have an advantage um this is because i mean lsu has those kids in proximity alabama has those kids in proximity georgia has those kids in proximity clemson has those kids in proximity that Ohio State has those kids in proximity, not in the South. No. And they're the only ones who have broken through, by the way. Bill, since 1997, when Nebraska and Michigan shared a national title, only one Northern team has won a national title, the Ohio State. That's it. How does Nebraska break through that? That's what I'd like to ask Rule. He's got to be aware of what we just said. Mm-hmm. So how does Nebraska break through that wall? The, the number one thing? Yeah. Big guys. Big dudes. Big dudes. You big guys. You got to have big guys. Big uh, guys both are, sides. Both sides of the ball. Like that again, mass kicks ass. Big size. That's the – you're always going to have some skilled guys. You're going to have some talent. You'll see some like – that. it's the big guys up front on what they look like. And that's why – And you get them here. And so how, how, did, how did Michigan overtake Ohio State? O-line. Back-to-back years, Joe Moore Award winner. So, so yeah, that, best that's, offensive line. Right. So that's how you. If, if, how do we over? How do you overtake people? That's what you do. You get big people. If you look back at some of the players like that, when USC was on their run, they had big people. 
they had D linemen. They had people that were in that same uh, same mode of what was going on. So anybody that the big bodies are are the difference. So you just look at big what dudes. they look like and what big guys look like because overall it's kind of one of those where it's just like as the game wears on, it's just like those. It's, oh yeah. It's kind of like when you have you're playing you're playing uh, like dad always taught me like that you're playing high school ball and they got a someone's got a six ten center and the other guy's got a six four guy mm-hmm. that's a leaper. 6'10 stays 6'10, and 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 eventually the legs go away from the other people. Mm-hmm. It's the same way where it's like, wow, we're getting a little bit smaller. We're going to move and slant and this like that. Talk to really good old line coaches like, oh, God, this is awesome. They're going to move and slant. We'll lock on them, and we'll push them out because you want big guys that can lock people out, cancel gaps, two gaps. This is good Those news. Those are things. Isn't this good news for Nebraska in a sense? Because you can get big guys here. You can get big guys here, and and uh, that was one of the advantages of that over the years. On this year, it was by their first year they struggled, but what's Wisconsin always had? Big dudes big up front. Big dudes. Big dudes. When we, Both sides, really. When, when I got to Wisconsin, it was like, was like, man, this is not what I was hoping for. What year was that? Like 2014, would it be like 14, 12, something like that. I don't know. I hate I hate to say it, but I was on the, I was on the good side of the 400-some mm. yards rushing, oh, whatever yeah. it was like oh, that. I was yeah. on the good side of that one that day. But anyway – we got there on defense. It's like, oh, these guys are kind of like sloths. They don't move like you'd like them to do. Then we started playing with them. It's like, oh, this will work. Big guys. Big guys. <laughs> O-line. Big guys. When, you, when you're big up front and you can just cover people up, like the, the whole thing about we got to take them and knock them off the ball and run them like that. Yeah, it's great, but really what you need to do is cover, cover them up. That's all you do. Just, just cover them up. Give your, give your really good running backs a chance. But that's why Wisconsin was so good. Okay. And, and also their population is you know, way more than – than this really? state like that so they had there was oh, more opportunities goodness. of big bodies and there's and, more big people and the big bodies stayed there they stayed home right the big bodies stayed home and so that's where how they built that tradition they also had a tight end tradition also like that i mean it, it, not even close in the last several years as it as a team and you watch like that michigan's tight ends I mean, they had like three or four this year. And, oh and, yeah! And they when they walk by in pregame, it's like Jesus. Yeah, you know that. It's like yep. yeah, it's like they're and they're just you. You were never going like, oh man, they're just they're going to split them out, mm-hmm. and they're and, and they're going to do a bunch of playmaking stuff. Nope, they lined them up right next to the tackle. Oh yeah, yeah, they're, and, they're, they're, and then wings, and, uh, yeah. and and they and they change gap responsibilities for you in the run game, and they were and so big bodies. That's that that get would be big, my, get big. Yeah. My my question, Bill, is, is you know, everyone talks about you know this five hundred mile radius. Do you believe in that in terms of recruiting? In terms of keep you know keeping those guys in the area? Absolutely, okay, that's, yeah, ab- absolutely. That's it, huge because there's always going to be some sort of a of a no matter what when you come uh, to wherever you come to to come play. Ninety nine point nine percent of the people have some time. If you talk to any of the good players at Nebraska right now, just pick one out. Talk to Luke Ryan, whoever it is. Okay, somebody had the thought of not staying. They all did. They all did. Talked. If I, I, you know, I remember Turner Gill yep. telling me about him and Mike Rozier and Fire just sitting in their dorm room listening to albums, just like I want to go home. Yep, I want to go home. True. So all of a sudden, when you have it from a base where they're close, family can come see them. That's a that's a big deal. Uh, uh, for that, when you have that radius, it keeps them tighter. In my mind, it's not a perfect science, but in that area, they have a connection to it. And then, no matter how you cut it, when parents can get to see you, mm-hmm. can get there. No matter what, throughout the you know throughout the uh, season, can get there. 
I think it's a, a, a really big difference. It, it really is. And all of a sudden, and again, you've been around them way more. When they're in that radius, that means they probably came to your every junior day. They probably came to all these events. You get around them because sometimes you get around these people. You know, they might if they come in on one trip and it's your official visit. There's sometimes you know that they, they leave the next the next day. You're like, going, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, are, you, are you sure okay. on this one? Okay. Now Texas isn't in the radius, but Nebraska is going heavy into Texas. This. Here's how heavy. Nebraska has six recruits, guys, in its class of 2023 from the state of Texas. Since joining the Big Ten in 2011, the most they had ever signed in one year was five. Rule is going into Texas. They're not in the – I mean, what do you think of the heavy Texas presence now? Is that can, – can you – I mean – Oh, I think it's good. Like I said, I'm not – I know you're not I get, judging. I, I, I'm but not why, judging or not you, an insider. But, but there is a lot of, of – Just of, talking generalities. Yeah, there's a lot of merit to it, obviously. Like that. First of all, it's always nice to go where you're comfortable and where you know people, and, and especially people you can trust. I've had people yeah. in, in my life that – I mean, we had a young man that – I took the D.C. job at Utah State. I'm driving out there. I call a friend of mine at, at Eastern Arizona. What do you got for me? He goes, I got a running back. He'll be the toughest, this, this. He goes, he, he goes I don't think he's going to be this. I go, put him – just just, just tell him to drive. I, I say, put him in the car, drive out. We'll give him a scholarship when he gets there. And he ended up really? being – Just because you're trusting that guy. He ended up being the toughest, strongest – Starting running back, then played four years in the NFL. Like that. Just and based on that phone on that call. Guy, on that phone call, because he, he, he never Whoa. missed. He never missed. So when you have some people like that. Cut in, through a lot. That, can, that when, when Coach Rule's probably talking to people like this one, like they, this guy's never missed. And this, so that helps on, on, on some things. To, uh, I'm sure that's to their advantage right now to be able to do that. So the, and, and also just in, with your plan. Uh, you guys remember Phil Elmation? I loved. Remember, yeah, I remember, remember Phil Elmation coached his secondary yeah, for uh, Bill. He used to always Callahan. he used to always talk about that. Even if you execute a bad plan really well, it still works. So my point of it is like that. It's not a bad plan, I'm saying it, but if you have a plan and you execute your plan, whatever it is, it will work. So I'm not saying by any stretches that that Nebraska or anybody else has a bad plan. But my point is, if you mm-hmm. have a plan mm-hmm. of how you're going to recruit and what you're looking for, and this is how it's going to be, if you if you stick to your plan. Then it's going to work. Once all of a sudden you start to to waver off of it a little bit, then that's when things go can can, can turn on you. So Jake, the takeaway: Yes, if you're going to overtake those teams, Michigan, Ohio State, it starts up front, both sides. You got to get Which those. We've guys. established that a lot. That's that's kind of been our common takeaway too: is Nebraska has not been good enough in the trenches. And then the both challenges sides. we've established. We've established that one challenge is the best D linemen are in that little circle that is around Alabama, Louisiana, South Carolina, and Georgia. Right. That's the, that circle that we showed. That's where a lot of the D, good D linemen are. So you got to find them elsewhere. I, you got to try to pull them up from that area. It's hard to do. I mean, in some cases, you might be able to. Georgia will go get a lineman. But, see, Georgia will go get linemen in their area, but then the best lineman is from Denton, Texas. So they go into Texas and get guys, too. They their do, best lineman's from Denton, Texas. Mm. I can't say his name. Well, you, you know his name, Jake. Come on. For, for Georgia? Georgia, yeah. I don't know. Their best defensive lineman's from Denton, Texas. Davis? They, 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 yeah, it's Davis. probably Davis. Yeah. In, in, like you said, anytime there's big bodies, planes travel. Like that, and wherever there's wherever there's big bodies, they're they're going to build build to travel to it to build it to find that part. The other thing too that will jump out on on how you catch them would be, I think Michigan did a great job to catch them was complimentary football. 
and Michigan plays complimentary. Oh, they football. do. It's meaning, like it, meaning clock using clock they're clock well management there and they're not they're, they're they don't walk off a game uh, on a game if you beat if they beat northwestern 29 to 6 and they're just livid with the we got to you know that ah, no that was a really good game you know control the ball ran the ball control yeah. the clock defensive snaps are way down uh in that time right there so complimentary football is what is what has also allowed them to be able to get over the top because yeah. it was like they have all this stuff going on, but what they do against Ohio State, they ran the football. Yeah, and that, they, 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 could, they could, ran the football. Something Jay Norvell, the former Nebraska offensive coordinator, said about Michigan struck me. They played him this year, and before the game, you know, he's watched, he watched video, watched film, all that. He says the best special teams he's ever seen. The best special teams he's ever seen. They were going into it. We were impressed with them. Yeah, you know, we were, we were impressed with them because they're just very solid yeah. in everything that they, everything that they do with it. So I think they did did a nice job. It wasn't overly dynamic. No, at, it's not at, dynamic at, at but returners, they, but being right. very solid with yeah. everything the, that they do is obviously extremely important. And they have a lot of bodies. and They have a lot of big bodies on special teams. Uh, that's the part that when we had such a huge turn on special teams here, but we didn't on kickoff return. And that wasn't on the returners. It was on our big body guys. So when I was at Wisconsin, we, we were very dynamic at kickoff return. Well, we had like five or six tight ends on, on scholarship and they're six, five, two sixty. And guess what they could do? They could cover people up. That's how we got returns. Length. It's length. And so that, so we were Cover not, the field. We weren't big enough uh, on that. We made a few bad decisions. That's an area we didn't get much, didn't get better like we should have. And part of that is because it was like you're just looking around for bodies. And so we're getting, if you look back there, we was, you know, we were using defensive ends. You'd see Blaze out there. You'd see defensive ends out there, which they can do that. But tight ends block every day. And so they're used to what's with what's going on. So again, get bigger will always help you. It's it's usually never like if we just get one more slot receiver, that's going to take us to where we got to go. That's just that's generally yeah, not the one guy, right? That just, if no. we just get if we just get a slot receiver, then we have it made, and we're in the hill score sixty because no, but the the big bodies stay big. That's what I've always thought. Yeah, and it's on defense. I've heard guys say that. Those big long bodies they cover field. It's like when you watch a basketball game with the with a long team. The court looks small, you know, and it's it's tougher. It's tougher for the offense. Absolutely, it doesn't. Just imagine coaching defense here back when. Do you see what I'm saying? When when things were rolling really well, well, what do we do? Usually top four or five in rushing, mm-hmm. clock like that, things like that. So the defense wasn't playing an enormous amount of snaps right. with that, uh, with, with how things went down. So uh, that that would be my take on it was uh, as far as complimentary football and get bigger. Yep. yep. Complimentary football, just be get good back. across the board and then be good and deep up front. Brass got big yesterday with a 6'8", 350-pound tackle. From Jacob would, Hood. From that would be big. That's, that would, that's that would classify start, right? as that's big. a good start. Jacob yeah. Hood. It's a good start. Right. So, they, but but you know what? If you look at what Nebraska's done in the portal, they've done a good job. But it's not like they've fortified a lot up front yet. They still they still need to fortify the defensive line more. They need more bodies in the interior line. They missed on a couple offensive linemen. Now they get, again they got a good kid. It looks like a pretty good kid yesterday. But got to get more. Um, that's how you break into that that. That circle down yeah. south with big. There, you have to always add one thing to them. It's just I always say get bigger, but I'm talking about the whole package of it, which means you have to be big and you have to be angry. 
also. You have to like football. All those things all go with it. Like that. You have to have all of those things. Just just big doesn't do it. No. It's got it, it'd be great if it's like, oh, yeah, we got a bunch of big guys. No. I've seen a bunch of big guys can't play like that. So it's got to be big and angry at the same and time. And I think you got to go wherever you got to go to get them. I mean, where where Patrick Cabongo come from? I mean, that's, I forget that. I think that's Montreal a, that's an old back. game from the past. Yeah. Wow, Patrick Cabongo. Outstanding, but how wow. he threw that one out too. Well, yeah. because because what I'm it's saying like, is you got to go wherever you got to go to get him. I think he came from Montreal. Wherever you got to go um to get him. Go get yeah. go get him. Yeah. It yeah, it's not, it'd be nice if you could pull a kid from the southeast, but ju- just you just got to go wherever. You that's go. If the, that's the reason. The 500 radius. Okay, that's great. But I, if there's a big guy yeah. in Quebec, go get yeah. him. If you study football like that, what what is Utah? They're bigger. They're physical. That's they're they're the big team Ooh, in the Pac-12. So who's won the Pac-12 the last two years? Is the the big bodies won it with a mentality? And guess what they play? Complementary football. Yeah. And so that that it's still always that that'll always that'll always carry over for life. That's a good answer. All right. It's like a good it. answer to your question. How do you overtake Ohio State and Michigan? Jake has great questions. So do you, Sip. This is amazing. <laughs> so we do. That. We do have a great question like that. Because do you know why? Because Jake sends us the what's what he the has rundown. The he has the rundown. He's prepared this show. He sent me the rundown to, yesterday, like at eleven a.m. What do you think? I'm driving in the car. I'm like, just, I'm, like, I'm just I trying just to get sure at eleven a.m. He wants the he wants the rundown. Jake, do you know how big? Now you got to experience this, Bill. That rundown arrival is a big part of your day. It is a big part of my because dad. But Jake, but Jake asked me to pull over and read it. I did. And I was not. just driving. That's I'm not just, true. I'm like, he goes, we could, like he goes, can you pull over he's quick? He's like that. And I'm like, oh, he's like that. Yeah. He's like that. Yeah. I said, just picture. Yeah. Like it is a big suit. part of your day because that's the script. Just yeah. check it out soon. You know? That's yeah. the script. That's the script. Like it's not that. a script. It's just a rundown. It's yeah. a ledger. Oh, Something to go script. off. Yeah, it's being prepared. It's outstanding. Thank you, Jake. I'm working with, like, this is like, this is like the elite of the elite right here. Yeah, you're working like we with do. Don Shula. Yo, yeah. hey, undefeated season. Yeah, he's the only yep. one. That's right, number yeah, one. Number one. Uh, Rob will wash it next in an early break in the ticket.